I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager, and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative, and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big, proud American Eagle logo. Welcome back to War Stories. We are honored to have Carl Leppard with us today. He's a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And uh, welcome to the show, Carl. Oh, thank you very much. Happy to be here. So you were in Vietnam. We're going to talk about that for a minute. But tell us about your life. I mean, what's your, been your experiences to this point? Uh, that's probably a loaded question. I think we <laughs> probably have to fast forward to today. Okay. Uh, heavily involved in uh, uh, in Saudi Arabia and India at the moment. Hmm. Uh, mostly where it concerns firearms and ammunition hmm. and the ability to supply the United States. Uh, both the domestic and uh, military as well. So it's a complex operation. Um, that is. I, I don't want to upstage the king of Saudi Arabia, so I'll let him make his own announcements, but um, we should be coming very visible, at least on the, uh, on the Olympic uh, side. We have a project that's called uh, Olympic um, but we are building uh, the finest Olympic type or shooting facility, resort facility on Earth. Hmm. Um, budget about one billion. Wow! You know, it'll be more, it'll be more than a billion, but for Saudi, it's a billion. Yes. So let's jump in. This is a war story. So let's jump to Vietnam and. Um, there was a battle at the bridge against the the seventh VC battalion, which you were involved in. Can you just uh, walk us through that? Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I didn't think that much of it at the time. I was not mm -hmm. really aware of who, uh, nor was I aware of how many. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it, it came about by accident because no one really knew anything about it. And the reason being is I was the only military person that was um, engaged. Hmm. Um, so, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, there we learned today that there's so somewhere between six, probably 650 and 700 there um, because they were firing mortars at the uh, two destroyers that were assisting me, uh, which is probably ahead of your question. Um, that makes the strike force um, uh, heavy. Uh, so heavy adds another 50 to, or so to the component. Mm -hmm. um, we did not know, or I did not know in the bloody dark, except there was a hell of a lot of people um, wanting to do me some damage. Um, my orders were not to let anyone cross. I had no idea if they were friend or foe. It makes no damn difference to me. Mm -hmm. uh, by that, I mean... Uh, Vietnamese. Uh, we were concerned that uh, we, being our orders, were concerned that even the Arvin might try to flee across that bridge. 
mm-hmm. um, there was no one allowed to cross that bridge, including myself. Uh, so to protect it, where we were not authorized to be on the north side, uh, they sent me, um, you know, to ensure or give a alarm uh, that the bridge is under attack or being, you know, someone was attempting to cross it, etc. cetera, uh, when we were uh, hit uh, in the dark by a large force. That force became apparent when we got naval illumination on the battlefield, um, you know, to give you an idea, there were no trees, there were no buildings, there were no obstructions anywhere in view for probably two miles. Mm-hmm. The enemy was engaging. I did not know exactly how many until I was standing immense uh, um, in the middle of a rather large sum of dead. Um, by that point, they were retiring and I was following uh, their battalion, as it turned out to be, um, applying all the naval gunfire that I could on that retiring element until they were destroyed. So what was your position at the time? Were you a Marine rifleman or what was your, uh, your I don't know what they call it in the Marine Corps, MOS, or what was your your job? Uh, well, I was a, a Marine Corps squad, uh, a machine gun squad leader. I had two mm-hmm. machine gun section or two machine gun teams. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the Marine Corps, um, we generally don't have what are called forward observers or FOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, unknown to me, we actually did have one um, who stayed with the company commander all the time. I never personally saw him. I communicate with him uh, every day. Um, mm-hmm. uh, by that, I mean he actually sends me a prayer <laughs> every mm-hmm. day. Uh, so I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, so they would send, the Marine Corps would send uh, someone that they felt capable, perhaps, uh, to map an aerial photo school. I was kind of disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to go to uh, NCO school somewhere else. I didn't see the need for sending me there. However, um, I think we can say now, with some authority, the reason why Lieutenant uh, Reeder sent me on the other side of the bridge is, uh, first of all, um, uh, um, I was not necessarily needed where mm-hmm. all of his uh, men were, including uh, Sergeant Dempsey, uh, uh, who was the uh, uh, platoon sergeant. But I was the most capable. Mm-hmm. And um, excuse me, I was the only jungle instructor in the unit. Yeah. You know, so I was not exactly a funny person. Right. Uh, I was pretty heavy. Right. So they sent me over there, and I, I understand it today. I mean, it's fairly uncomplicated. And so, what, 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 why was, what, why were they trying to cross the bridge? What, what was on, what was, they, what were you trying to protect at that point? Well, what we know now, and personally, I did not know anything other than uh, I was not given any information uh, when we discovered and i i think it was maybe 2018 maybe mm-hmm. isn't that late uh discussing the matter with uh a lieutenant reader who was a second lieutenant and in charge at the bridge uh did he tell me that uh, that colonel wheeler our regimental commander at the time general wheeler but at the time had driven to the bridge to tell him uh that um you know, basically don't lose this bridge. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, beyond that conversation, um, uh, I was not aware of any of it other than my normal piece of business. By the way, which is interesting, because what it says when you go on a patrol or something of that nature, and you're on, you're you're in command of it, whatever that is, um, they will tell you you've got uh, at your disposal you have uh, artillery, or you have um, the Marine Corps Air Wing, you have mm-hmm. naval gunfire, you have this, that, and the other, and so forth. It's a matter of just routine. I take it personally. Okay, Mm -hmm. so when you tell me you have artillery, I want it. Mm -hmm. And when I call for it, you better give it to me. So in this case, uh, you know, um, I didn't feel it odd, you know, to (laughs) uh, to call uh, for any any uh, uh, any person uh, on this net and called a mayday, mayday, mayday. That means everyone who can hear me must pay attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, So. Uh, in any case, um, um, I was not aware of uh, but the name of the battalion. I had no idea, you know, anything more than that, other than uh, we had a very, very serious problem. Uh, once I got illumination, I knew I was in trouble. I probably killed 15 or 20 people by then already, uh, which is uh, interesting in itself. But uh, once I got illumination, <clears throat> you saw them coming. See them. Yeah. My God, there were so many of them. Yeah. Uh, and they were uh, in, uh, they were formed in, in a uh, manner of march. Uh, this is, I'd never seen anything like this mm-hmm. at all. And never since. I mean, I've done in quite a few people in Vietnam, but I've never seen anything. I've never seen men attack in threes. Um, I have not seen this kind of professional activity myself. Yeah. So you're on one side of the bridge, and you got a battalion on the other side once you got the illumination, and you called in a lot of naval assets and yes. artillery or whatever. But what? who did you have on your side of the bridge? What What kind of resources on the ground did you have? None. Uh, I had a uh, uh, an, Arvi, Ar, an Arvin uh, sergeant, Sergeant T. Um, I had met him earlier. I had actually met the uh, the battalion commander, so-called battalion commander Varvin. Uh, he was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't recall his name, however. Uh, but uh, the man on charge of Arvin on that side of the bridge was Sergeant T. I do not know how many Arvins were over there. Um, we had to uh, dispatch one, uh, and that was our first uh, indication we had trouble. Uh, when we discovered a, a uh, either a VC uh, sympathizer or a VC, mm-hmm. in fact, who was transmitting on our communication line to enemy forces, wow, that was an indication to me we got we have ourselves a a problem. a problem. Yeah. So, what kind of naval gunfire did you call in? I mean, what did you? Is this just? Uh, it wasn't the you know battleship types. It was different, right? Well, I tell you the truth, I had no earthly idea at the time, but because look, it's dark, right? Yeah, sure. At the time, it was raining heavily on me. It mm-hmm. cleared, and that's fine. But what happened is, uh, I started. I had an, I had a a radio in absolute darkness uh, that was still functional, um, with no ability to see anything, channels, nothing. Uh, quite frankly. <coughs> 
<coughs> pardon me. I had no idea that our frequency at our company was 50 mm -hmm. I, I, on the station. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So I start transmitting up and down the scale. Once our communications were lost to our side immediately, I, I started uh, communicating, trying to get uh, in touch with uh, someone, either our unit on the other side, battalion. I didn't mm -hmm. care who. Uh, so uh, someone came up on the net very loud. Uh, and that, as it turned out, was uh, division. Mm -hmm. uh, they did not identify themselves. They were trying to identify or satisfy themselves as to who I was and what the situation was and exactly where I was. And I gave them that information, etc. They mm -hmm. didn't tell me what of anything they were sending. Um, uh, but I can't remember if they, now I think they came up on the net after I went to Mayday calls. Mm -hmm. uh, but in any case, um, I was very, very busy and, um, I would try to communicate with them grid coordinates on, um, uh, machine gun positions that were firing and where they were, et cetera, et cetera, taking, uh, azimuth, et cetera on that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, but beyond that, uh, they just, um, uh, acknowledged now all of a sudden, all of a sudden a ship shows up in the dark mm -hmm. and about and its call sign was assassin mm -hmm. and it requested uh, my fire missions mm -hmm. uh, so we got busy instantly now i did not know that another ship came in later and i thought they when they were both firing at the same time we had what, let's see, one, two, three, four, four, five, six, seven guns firing uh, constantly. Wow. I mean, not, you know, broadside. Well, yes. I mean, they were just constantly, constantly firing. Mm -hmm. I would give a, an order for illumination and this and the other and so forth. They would fire that. We would change to white phosphorus uh, so I could determine uh, uh, the depth of field. Uh, mm -hmm. you had flashes that we were shooting VT, H E V T or fuse quick, as they say in the Navy. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. That's fine. But it's a blinding situation. There's concussion involved. Um, I need something stable. I, I need white phosphorus so I can get my depth perception, uh, and identify the targets correctly. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a work. It's, you know, you're, you're working, you know, uh, and so, it, it, uh, yeah. when they were firing hell with that many guns i thought this thing was a freaking cruiser out there mm -hmm. i mean really mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can't imagine what we're talking about here when somebody's firing over your shoulder almost flat trajectory on your location that's within 300 yards of you uh it is a religious experience you're getting oh, yeah. straight out of the ship you're getting concussion from uh the uh uh, the uh, ammunition going off. I mean, it's a constant battering. It is bad. Yeah. And you better be imagine. far from um, five inch 34s uh, because, <clears throat> let me tell you, you know, people don't understand. With this enemy in the open, with fuse quick over you, 
um, the concussion, you don't have to be hit by anything. It eviscerates you. Yeah. People have no conception of what this, this business is. It's very, very brutal. Yeah. Brutal. So were you in a foxhole or did you have any kind of protection or were behind the bridge or what? what well, were uh, we were in a bunker uh, when we started, mm -hmm. uh, an old French bunker where uh, this other VC uh, was dispatched and we came outside so I can see mm -hmm. you're in a box in a bunker. I have no interest in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can't maneuver. I can't assess. I can't. So um, once uh, uh, we got out of the bunker and started receiving fire, we maneuvered probably at, at the first, I probably moved maybe 30 yards to the right. Then when I could see that they were aggressing that uh, bunker, there are a lot of ricochets coming off of it. They were, must have thought we were there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then we had to move. So I moved about 100 yards up the beach mm -hmm. on their flank. Mm -hmm. So uh, now I've got them in a position of, of penetrating fire on them. And uh, 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 we're at back. Our backs were literally at the water and the yeah. dunes just right up the beach. Um, they didn't know exactly where I was. And when we, when I opened up on them, uh, this close, because I called it right on, essentially right on the, that juncture of the bridge, uh, the concussion. Well, it would have killed me if I'd been in the same location for yeah. certain. I mean, I wouldn't be here. I'm David Cross, and you may know me from my election integrity work, but I also own U.S. Asset Management, a family-owned and operated investment advisory practice. I'm a certified portfolio manager and my job is to help you make better decisions with your money. One of the things we try to avoid is investing in companies that push the woke agenda. If you're invested with one of the big firms out there, there's a pretty good chance that you're feeding the beast that hates your values. Our company is 100% conservative and we'd love to have an opportunity to work with you. Check us out at us-am.com and look for our big proud American Eagle logo. Yeah. So the concussion alone was a disaster. And um, I was concerned to be overrun. I called a position marked location on my six, mm -hmm. which essentially means uh, if I'm dispatched, they will fire on my position until we're, right. you know, so. Uh, so you, I think you said you <clears throat> ended up, what, five, 600 of them killed or maybe more? Yeah, there's probably, um, by number, uh, we're at 700, but, mm -hmm. uh, safely we could say six, but, mm -hmm. um, uh, this, uh, this, by the way, as we've learned later, the seventh, right? The mm -hmm. seventh was a strike force. Now that means nothing to anyone. It's the only one I've ever heard of, uh, in my experience in 1965, by the way. Mm-hmm. What it means is, is all of these guys carried fully automatic weapons. No bolt actions, nothing stupid, nothing funny. We're talking about a total wipeout assault uh, strike force. Mm -hmm. They're running light and mean. Okay. And now later I recovered a document uh, that shows their um, mission. 
That document was not recorded at uh, Texas uh, University in their archives. I have never seen it before. I have not been able to recover the source of it since. I recovered it uh, while researching uh, General, uh, well, Admiral, mm -hmm. uh, General uh, Fat. Mm -hmm. uh, General Fat was actually the commander and so forth and so on uh, there of uh, BC forces. Uh, and, um, may, you know, you click on something to be translated from Vietnamese, right? And it sends you to another area and you, and so fortunately I came upon this, uh, uh, intelligent U S intelligence document, uh, and, uh, printed it. Had I not printed it, we'd never, I've never been able to find it again. Yeah. Uh, so bottom line is, is it says that they plan to attack the um, uh, Da Nang airfield. They expected to lose at least 5,000 men, that they would kill every living thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we know that what that's all about. Now, what we do, what we know now is real interesting because it's not documented uh, today. There was three people there right at this time mm -hmm. that were all commanders at den ben fu ah so it was a revenge kind of thing yes general yeah. Fat, he yeah. was battalion commander general two was a battalion commander general dung four stars was the chief of staff at den ben fu now wait a second what yeah in the hell are all of these bad boys doing around these couple of battalions of marines they are there for a slaughter this was in 65 yes sir so it was right at the, the beginning of the war and so oh yeah was this uh when was hal moore's uh airborne stuff or air assault mm. stuff near you know, that i think it was about the same time in uh I think maybe his is in June. I need to check. So you were running up against the same people that had experience oh, against yeah. the French. And so that's interesting. Well, here's one other thing. Mm -hmm. This whole thing of finding out about this battle was an accident. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, Bill Scott was part yeah. of the accident. Who introduced me to you. He was a reporter for the aviation we called it Aviation Leak, but Aviation Week and Space Technology, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, Bill was yeah. actually standing there. Uh, Sergeant Davis had a copy of my book, The Warriors, United States Marines, talking uh -huh. to some people, right? And Scott, Bill, looks over and says, well, what's that? You know, yeah, it's this. And, and it's about, a, you know, they had it open to a battle, the Coyote River Bridge, and and said, yeah, nobody knows anything about it. A lot of people killed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it got his attention. The second one was even a more a larger coincidence. Our Marines had never seen each other. We were split up to the many winds in Vietnam. A big mistake. Mm -hmm. But in any case, we're at reunion. Okay. And Pretty much everybody, I guess, has a copy of my book. But my book was laying on the table, and there were two people uh, there. Uh, one, a sergeant, or a uh, first sergeant, yeah, first sergeant retired, mm -hmm. Howard. Uh, 
And another woman was standing with him. She is also a retired first sergeant in the army. And her father was on that bridge. They had the book open. Okay. And it was on the Coddy River Bridge. Hmm. So I came to the table and, and small conversation. I said, yeah. And by the way, Marnique, your father, uh, uh, Private Brown, was on the bridge uh, this day. But we don't know, you know, nobody knows anything about this uh, battle. And she says, uh, when did this happen? And I gave her the date, uh, you know, uh, 29th July, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, spoke to Howard, uh, the other gentleman that was there. And meanwhile, she she's on her laptop. And within, I would give it a minute, but within three minutes, she says, is this it? Mm -hmm. Oh, and what she pulled up was on was the actual uh, records that were unavailable to me from you know, period. Really? Really? Wow. Navy didn't know no one. I sent photography in 1980 after action photography in the daylight held from a three-story building of the uh, uh, a railroad building took a picture of the ship in the bay, right? Because I expected to be totally debriefed. Mm -hmm. No one pulls the trigger on a destroyer or anything else in the dark mm -hmm. over a population without God know yeah. your name. Yeah. Uh, well, no one ever called me. Uh, okay. So, so this was uh, what you're saying is this was blacked out. I mean, they didn't want oh, anybody to know about okay. it. Yeah. The piece that she actually pulled is the probably the only piece that these people didn't hide. Mm. And why were they hiding it, Carl? Well, I don't have any idea. Uh, no. To me, I, I never paid any attention. General Green was commandant of the Marine Corps. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. General Green actually physically knew who I was. Uh, General Green, as he related it to me, talked to Nguyen Cal Key, who actually knows me as well. Okay. And so uh, he got a big hurrah out of this. General Key called him and said, uh, boy, that was outstanding in a lot of the defense of the bridge and, you know, and I'd like to congratulate that uh, officer that, you know, was in charge or whatever, you know, this fine naval, you know, and General Green said, uh, that was uh, uh, Corporal Leopard, <laughs> and he said, "No, I'm talking about the. Uh, you know, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the officer." He said, "Yes, he's a non-commissioned officer." And he said, "But he, you said he's a corporal." He said, "Yes, that's all that's required to control our Navy." Uh -huh. I mean, and General Green just, ying, you yeah. know, it just takes a corporal. <laughs> yeah, damn this thing. But I didn't know that either until uh, General Green uh, talked to me about it um, later. Uh, we had some other military. Uh, so do you do you have a? This was near Da Nang, is that right? Or, north of Da Nang. So, do you have any? Do you have a suspicion of why it happened? Why they covered it up? Any of that? Oh, I never thought about it at all. Uh, really? <laughs> I, no. I mean, hey, I'm business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody said, "Emmy, did you kill today, Carl?" Well, uh -huh. I killed two there and six there, and I burned yeah. these people. And you know, yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, 
Uh, okay. Uh, I never really thought about it except the fact that somebody was going to burn my ass. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of dead people I was standing in the middle of. I had no idea if those guys were Arvin or not, but you yeah. don't shoot at me or I'll put you down. Right. By the way, uh, the other uh, battalion that was north of us uh, there on the beach, um, uh, Sergeant T broke off uh, to tell the Vietnamese that we got a <laughs> we have a Marine here and he's controlling the naval gunfire. <laughs> Just hold off a second. Uh, he's kind of a nasty guy. And so uh, uh, in the morning, <clears throat> here they come with uh, about five uh, Vietnamese uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, military and Sergeant Key. And now they want to see me at that battalion headquarters, the, the Arvins. I figured, oh, crap, somebody's going to do something because I killed one of their people here in this bunker or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went up there and oh yeah, here's a here's a line of people getting ready. I figured this is a firing squad type <laughs> situation. Uh, except the fact that this um uh Dai Wee, uh I guess you might say that's a captain, um offered me a bowl of white rice. <laughs> uh they eat brown rice. Uh-huh. I'm uh, not sure about what that was all about. And then it was explained to me that this was a presentation uh, huh. ceremony. Wow. And so they um, uh, awarded me the Vietnamese Cross of Gallantry. And you had some American citations too, right? Or not? Uh, not then. Okay. Uh, fact is, when I got that, uh, no one had had received one. Hmm. And to my knowledge, so that was a big deal. Uh, this one is signed by the premier of Vietnam, hmm. not some, you know, as later it was probably delivered with sea rations. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, the Vietnamese cross of gallantry at that time um, um, it was a big was deal. The highest decoration for valor awarded, period. Fantastic. I mean, period. Okay. And so those people were seriously impressed. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I had nothing, no way of uh, uh, what to say to them. I felt a little bit in, embarrassed that I wasn't uh, prepared. I, you know. uh, so that decoration was never allowed to be worn uh, because no one knew what it was. Wow. I mean, no one knew what it was. Uh, so the Marine Corps Association there they have the only copy uh of it i have a copy of a copy now of course but the original uh decoration i gave it uh in memory of our joint service i gave it to Wen cal key and he had it on his wall till he died hmm. uh, because it says the prime minister well we only had one for six months in vietnam so that's extremely rare document right, right. So he, you know, he chair, he, he knew, I mean, exactly uh, what had happened. Yes. And, uh, I had to go back in Vietnam in 84, five and six. Um, technically I was under, uh, 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 uh key, mm-hmm. 
Uh, my absolute commander was uh, Lieutenant General Kang Lee. He was Commandant of the Vietnamese Marine Corps. I was sent to him by the Commandant of, of the Marine Corps, uh, General Wallace M. Green. Um, I had some uh, MIAs, some mm -hmm. people to recovery, different story and so forth. Yeah, but, yeah. So I went over uh, to his house because we need to, quote, get a blessing Mm -hmm. uh, on this operation from William Kalki. And he goes, Leaper, 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 you cutty rubber bridge. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. Oh, you know, it's like, you know, right. I'm glad to see you now. So that, you know, we went off on that conversation like we were old oh, buddies. Cousins. Carl, that's fantastic. Thank you for the story. I'm out of time, but. Um... Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you doing this. It's a story worth preserving, and uh, thank you very much. No, yeah, it's my pleasure. I hope I didn't get too far afield. And off no, it's perfect, exactly what we needed. So thank you, and have a great day. All right, and you as well. Take care.